hello and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Angley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Ryan. And you know, so Descartes was in a bar drinking. <laughs> okay. And uh, Going right into he, material, I see. All yeah, right, yeah. So he had, okay. and he had, um, he had a, he had, you know, he had a couple and the, the bartender says, mm-hmm. you like another? And Descartes goes, I think not. And then he disappeared. <laughs> so, so you know that's a, and he that had to happen because the last time he was at the bar he said i drink therefore i am so he that's how he didn't pay the tab Th- that's, so that's right I, that's right yeah. that's right. right that's a right. good one too yeah I, yeah I think do you but i i stole mine from someone i think you came up with that right i just came up with that on the spot yeah. i don't think it's very good yeah, that, but the but, <laughs> but it's invented so, so but it, there we go so we are of course uh as the uh as the genre of joke will tell you, and the title of the episode, we're talking about Rene Descartes today, and uh, this is in our History of Philosophy series. We didn't want to go too far into it uh, without talking about Descartes, because this, and especially this text, because this is the absolute, This I, I think it's a, okay to say this is the beginning of modern philosophy, is this sure. text. Sure. And uh, we will, of course, uh, you know, there's plenty of time for, for us to go back to Plato, Aristotle, uh, Augustine, uh, Plotinus, Longinus, right? Uh, some, <laughs> sure. Uh, some, and some, uh, uh, you know, Middle Ages, uh, you know, b- b- perhaps I might make the argument about Chaucer as philosopher. I don't know. We'll see what happens in later Maybe. episodes. But, but okay. we, um, just looking ahead, we are uh, looking to push, uh, we're going to do a superset. I think probably, I don't know. Well, what do you think in, in January, uh, in the new year on, uh, on, on Kant. So it's important just for the trajectory of the podcast to have some sort of, uh, a little bit of background, a little bit of leading in for that intervention. And so that's kind of what we're trying to do with this. So this is a, this is a, as, as this is kind of like, uh, what they try to do in the best of the Marvel movies. This is a setup for something else while also itself being a thing unto that's itself. Right. So th- you that's right. That's what it. we're trying to do. And, uh, you know, we used to just call that television, but that's just, <laughs> that's where, that's where we're at now. Uh, yeah. so, uh, Todd, give, uh, give the listener a little bit of a, a background on this. Now, I, I do know, uh, just maybe listeners don't know this. Uh, I didn't until we were uh, planning this episode. He didn't, uh, he didn't publish this under his own name initially. Is that correct? Correct. Because he was afraid. So that's he, it, so it's published in 1637. It's his first book. And he was afraid because Galileo was shown the instruments for his uh, philosophy, and he did not want that to happen to him, Descartes. So he he did not. He was fear of the Inquisition, uh, and and so that's why he published it honestly. But he became it became quickly known that he was the author of it, and he became very very famous just on the basis of of this work, and then on the the meditations is is equally well-known. So he became, he, he became well-known. And by the time his, he, he ended up, I mean, because he wasn't pushing a heliocentric theory in the way Galileo was, I don't think Mm -hmm. he was as endangered. Uh, but he'd say he certainly, as you're reading it, you have a sense that he's like, okay, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm going to kind of hold back on. And, and he did not publish his earlier treatises on on the world because he was afraid. So there is some, there's some sense that he, that, that he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to gain the church's uh, ire. But also I think what's also very interesting about this work is that it's, he wrote it in French and he ends with this defense of writing. He even says, I wrote in the Mm -hmm. vernacular Mm -hmm. because I wanted to, I didn't want to just appeal to academic, to scholastics, academics. And I think that's pretty great. I mean, that seems to me, and if you, I think you said, oh, it's the beginning, rightly, I think it's the beginning point of modern Western philosophy. And, And I think the reason is because he doesn't cite any scholastic philosophers or build on any <laughs> scholastic arguments, right? It's all yeah, just, right, right. I'm going to think alone in this little cabin mm-hmm. with a stove by myself. He spends a day alone in this cabin and and has these rules for thinking. And, and he, he wants to base his thought just on himself. And so it's interesting that even though he proves the existence of God, he still understood that what he was saying was, dicey because it didn't rely mm-hmm. on authority, right? Like he, right. he comes to God from his own 
thinking, not from, oh, there's an authority that says there's a God, so there's a God. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't follow that, that path. So I think that's the real, I think that's where the radicality, uh, writing in French for sure is part of the mm -hmm. radicality, which we'll talk about some of the interesting translation issues. But um, <laughs> Yes, of course. Uh, but even the translation into Latin is, 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 there's something interesting about that. So it's published in, again in like 60, uh, sorry, uh, 1644 something in Latin. So it was mm -hmm. translated from the French to the Latin for this scholastic scholarly community. But, mm. but I think that's the most radical part. But then there also is this reliance on oneself and not on tradition. That's right. really important. Yeah. It's, and it's also, I mean, this is an early thing that, that, that has to be said. If you, uh, have read along a little bit with uh, some of the ways that we get into get into the text, uh, uh, and you have found yourself reading being in nothingness or uh, or critique of dialectical reason. Um, you you just cannot help but be struck by like th this. Sartre is writing in the style that Descartes invents uh, here, and yeah. it it's it's just. Uh, because it's very conversational. It's very, uh, it's very mundane, I think in some of the examples as a, uh, and, but there is a, there is a difference. I think like, um, I think that, uh, what Descartes does implicitly, uh, I would say Sartre does explicitly like, uh, Descartes I th for reasons that are likely, uh, to have to do with the, uh, church, uh, censorship that he was trying to avoid. Yeah. Um, make it at every available turn is saying like, look, I'm not saying this is for other people. I'm not proposing right. a universal rule. This is just, this is for me, except he, he is, but he's saying it like that. Like he's saying it in this, like in this very, like, look, this doesn't have to be the way that thinking works. This is just the way that it is for me. And I think you can take it at that literal level and put it on a shelf amongst other people who do the same thing. And then it's just like, yeah, this is just a perspective. But I think that misses what he's designating, which is like, he really is trying to, to designate how does a, I think this would be what I would say is like, how does, how does reason generate from the self and from, and not from an institution, which is, this is the thing that Kant will pick up and explode in a, in a, in a more systematic way. Um, Whereas like Sartre, I think does the opposite. Like, I think he, I think he writes in a way that is, that is uh, like, look, this is my, this is my experience. These are my examples, but this is how things are. Like, he's just like explicit about that. And I think that yeah, it's, that's it's a little bit, a little bit reversed here. That's a really good point. I think I, I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. I think you're, I think it is probably the censorship. It's also like, if you're saying we need to think for ourselves and you're saying, well, this is how you have to think, then yes, I think right, there is right, something right. contradictory about that. <laughs> right, but, right, right. but you're absolutely right that he thinks he's proposing a universal method implicitly. Yeah. And, and he's also inv invent discovering subjectivity, even though he doesn't use the word, like there, mm -hmm. there is a word in French. It's the same word as in English sujet. Uh, but he doesn't, he doesn't use that word, but it's clear he's inventing it mm. uh, with this move of radical doubt and reliance on one's own thinking. I think that's. It's, I think you're right that that's that that that's the radicality, and then the then the fact that that turns to the that he wants to universalize that without, mm. of course, saying it is I think important. And then I, I I think the other thing that just it cannot but strike you when you read this. The text is not long, so if no, people want yeah, to read it, it's, very, it's like 40 pages, something. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe exactly 40 pages in English. Uh, but I think this is the thing that strikes you is how uh, modern he is yes. in terms of uh, total equality about anybody. <laughs> he, has, he has says no and, – and it's – you okay, so he, he has this great line where he says, look, uh, it doesn't matter where you're from. So he, he, he thought – this is uh, this is in just the beginning of part two. He says, I thought how the same man with the same mind if brought up in infancy among the French or Germans develops otherwise than he would if he's always lived among the Chinese or cannibals and how even in our fashion of dress, the very thing that pleased us 10 years ago will perhaps please us again 10 years hence now and will perhaps please us 10 years again hence now strikes us as extravagant and ridiculous. So he's 
he's already get has this sense of, look, if I had grown up in some other part of the world, I'd think like the people there do. And I think that's pretty, I mean, it's, it's funny because he's thought of as this thinker of, uh, Western imperial, like dominant mm. mastery and domination, but he, mm-hmm. it's, it's like kind of the farthest thing from it on this, on at least on that question, I think about how people in the other parts of the world, uh, are somehow in, he just is a total egalitarian, I think. I, I, well, I also think, well, so th- there's a couple of things I want to, I want to come back around to, um, to subject as a word, because I, I, I think, well, you know what, I'll, I'll put this here. Maybe I should, should save this for another episode, but it, um, the the Latin it's it's so funny like so writing this in French the the one air since he is on on this precipice of inventing the yeah this, and I want to come back around to the last thing you said in a second but since he is on the precipice of like uh, of uh, discovering like you know the subject and and uh, as a uh I don't, I don't want to be too <laughs> I don't want to be too cute like the subject is a subject of philosophy if you want to yeah, you yeah, take yeah. my meaning no I think okay. that's a nice way to put it yeah. okay so since he's on the precipice of that it's like the latin might actually be helpful because doesn't it I mean this is the whole thing like I think like Heidegger uh gets like doesn't it mean throne like the word that it comes from isn't it in latin it actually like, Oh I don't know that that's a good I, yeah that's good I, yeah I'm pretty, I mean, I, I will, I will fact check myself at some point during okay. this podcast, but I'm, I'm quite certain that the word that subject comes from, it, it does mean throne. And I think well, that that's makes it ironic like, that Heidegger would reject the term in a way, right? Like, well, yes, because, because what he said, so that's funny because Dasein is like throne being, right? And like, right, that's right. being like, there. Like, yeah. Right. Being there. And that's the, that's where you, you would insert like Fort Da into this as yeah. the subject of like the, the throwing of the, anyway, right. of the bobble. Yeah, that's good. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So that, that's, yeah. this will, we're going to do another episode on the subject and this will, we'll just tease that out for longer. Yeah. But I think yeah. that, um, so that's one thing that's sort of interesting that is like, uh, just to, to make a, now a, a, a minor point about like what, what would, what, what is, what would, what would have been lost in actually like doing this in, in, in Latin is like Latin. with the way that, with the way that he's thinking about things, um, like uh, confronting those those words, but, but like you know, whatever. That's that's fine. That's not in the text. That's that's like that's not a criticism. It's just the yeah. like something that sort of came up. This 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 other thing though about uh, he, he he and I say that I'm gonna get into this to say something. Um, I'm gonna be glib to get into something. Uh, hopefully, more important is he was like the first person to say that the '90s were gonna come back. I mean, that's basically what it says here. And <laughs> that's right. It, that's right. And and I think that and why I want to underline it and put it in that glib way is that I I think quite often, especially in this era, and and I think especially I mean especially later in uh, in Sartre, who I've already met, uh, referenced, um, but for a lot of the philosophers and the text that we talk about um there does not seem to be this consideration of like the aesthetics of the moment and and temporality of this of of things coming back it it, like in in a way descartes seems very much of the world and understanding it in a kind of a projective way that I, i just doesn't really come up in, in most of the other people that we talk about. Like just, I was really struck by exactly this, this insight that like how, even in our fashions of dress, the very thing that pleases 10 years ago and will perhaps please us again, 10 years hence now strikes us as extravagant and ridiculous. Like that's a, an, an, again, an understanding of some kind of aesthetic of the moment that, that will return. And I, and I, I think of course, the finding of an object is always a refining of it. Freud totally gets that, but I, but it, Descartes is finding this in such everyday, uh, in in every literally in everyday apparel, yeah. and 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 yeah. there is like so there's something very human and very modern about that that I I think like even like you know when we get to Sartre and and and, and you know we talked about this like. Uh, like a record seriality, like getting the, getting the albums of the moment, like that just like, yeah. you know, it's, it's already out of date and it's oppressive in some way. Like the, that, like that sort of now, of course he's writing in a time where capitalism is more like is, is more mature. And, and that those are the kinds of things he's trying to trace. But the, um, the, again, the aesthetics of the moment in someone like Sartre are this thing that is already, always already passed where I, like Descartes sees how it will, come back. And come I think back. just that, that little, 
hitch this point that I, that I'm belaboring because I, I think it's, it's so, I just think it's so fantastic. Like to, to see that we're not just on this, like either this like upward trajectory or this, like this downward trajectory, but there is this, like this thing where, where things come back and it's the thing that you think is ridiculous and unimportant, but that is precisely the thing that will come back and will, uh, you know, paint the, uh, the, the canvas of the everyday. I, he gets that here. And I find yeah. that like very striking. And again, it's one of those things uh, can also with the style that he writes that makes this feel out of time. Uh, out of, I, 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 I absolutely agree. And I think, don't you think the reason why he d- gets that insight is because he wasn't tied to a place and he's uprooted. Like yeah. that's basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. he spent less than half of his life in France where he was born. So there's this real, and he even, he even died because he traveled to Sweden and it was cold and he got pneumonia and he died. So, yeah, so yeah. At, at like 50 or something, very young. Uh, so there, there's, I think that real sense of like, I'm not tied to the, like I'm, I'm, I'm not in a place. And that this mm-hmm. I think is, if, if you had to say to me, why did Heidegger refuse subjectivity? I think it's right here because I think for Descartes, being a thinking being or a thinking subject means being uh, not tied to any place. And I think for mm-hmm, Heidegger, mm-hmm. Be, we are tied to a place, right? Yeah. Like he, he thinks yeah. we're, we're beings of a, the land and our space. And, and Descartes is, and I think this is why he's an emancipatory thinker because he just doesn't think that. And I think it's, it's due to the fact that he spent all this time traveling he the other thing i would say so he's there's he's no both, there's no blood and soil here i think there is no exactly very good yeah. that is exactly right. right there's no yeah. there's no blood and soil there's no uh someone won't replace us he's like yes. he is he is he's like i'm being replaced all the time and i'm replacing someone else right like i'm mm-hmm. that uprootedness mm-hmm. is just so crucial to him and i think it's it, what's also not surprising. I mean, it is, it is surprising if you think about it, but so he came to Sweden at the invitation of Queen Christina. He mm-hmm. had, a, he had other, a, a long intellectual, uh, exchange of letters with a princess. So he's, he's constantly has female interlocutors, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. distinguishes him from certainly from Kant. And, and I think that <laughs> that, and, and the travel, of course, distinguished Kant never left, basically never left Konigsberg. But I think that that's, that's part of his sense of, of, uh, you know, my, my mom would have called him worldly. Like he's, <laughs> she okay. used that, it was a pejorative for her, but, right, right. but, uh, but uh, always applied to women, of course. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I think that it, I, I, I would say is a great thing. Like he's, he's worldly he's in the sense of he's like, always able he's like out of he's he's in contact with with mm-hmm. other people other ways of thinking and that's why i think he's able to have this his like this what you call it aesthetics of the moment i think he's yeah. able to have that because he's not tied to place right like and, heidegger doesn't and, have that yeah. at all well and he's trying to and, and what he's and that's why in this i you know it's kind of funny i don't know if, how you're going to title this but like we haven't uh we haven't said the title of the, well because probably because it's in the actual uh, way that he wanted this title, it's very long. But discourse. It's on, really, on yeah, method. I'm not going to use his. Whole no, we're not going to do. It. Yeah, discourse <laughs> on the method. So, but what he, what he, because of everything that you just said, like of of what he knows about what he knows about the world, what he knows about other people, what he knows about other ways of thinking, it, I, I, I think it strikes him how how can I how can I know or or interact or be comfortable with all these things that I don't. Like, like how, how is it that you can enter into something knowing what you know, and then learn something else and and acquire some other way of thinking? There has to be, there has to be some like zero point that is shared. And so after that point, things become complex in a multitude of different ways, but there has to be some zero point that we all share that enables and allows for a fundamental kind of connection. And that's what he, I think that's what he's trying to tease out here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's, it's really, it's perfectly put that he's, he's trying to find, and he thinks that the project of radical doubt is the way yeah. to get to that, right? Yes. Like that's, 
our ability right. to doubt everything ends up being the thing that we all have in common. So it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a negative thing in common, mm. right? Although, I mean, it is interesting the way he moves from the, uh, cogito ergo sum to the, mm -hmm. uh, I am a thinking thing, right? Like that, yeah. Yeah. Erase cogitans, right? Like he doesn't, he doesn't, I, I do want to talk about the translation of this quick, sure. but, but I, it's just on this point. Like, I think he does, like, there is this moment of total doubt where all you are is, all you have is your, and you don't really have it, is your, all you are is your thinking and it's, it's disappearing mm -hmm. and it's never, it's not, it's nothing, it's not substantial. But then it ends, he ends up substantializing it to make it the basis for his whole philosophical yeah. system, right? So he does kind I think you're right. He gets this point of universality through yeah. the act of doubt and thinking, but then mm -hmm. he has to substantialize it. And, and then, and then he gets into, I think some, some hot water. <laughs> yes, I think, I think that is true. It's, this is, this, I mean, we, again, uh, other things we haven't said until this point, this is the, I, I think therefore I am, this is the text where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, he he builds up to that by by saying things in, in different places. I don't I don't have all of these in front of me. I'm not going to scroll around for it. But um, he about this this about the idea of radical doubt that is really important to him. He he says the um, he comes to uh, a, a, a I don't know I don't know what the, the right word would be. I don't want to say judgment exactly um, because I think that makes it sound evaluative. But he. Uh, he come, but let's say conclusion that like he, he has to one one has to be in the position to know that you could be just as fooled as anyone else, right. and 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 you can't think yourself while in your in your doubting that you are so much more sure of what you know than another person. And it's funny how this like I, I see this this like this insight come come back around in different uh i would say different content changes like the i don't know i just saw there were some studies somewhat recently that the the people who think they can't be scammed over email or over the phone are more likely to be scammed Mark, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you know and and it's it's like it's just it's that same principle that that he that he's that he gets at that that he <laughs> tries to think through uh just just from just from as i've been saying just from trying to find this like this zero point of subjectivity he didn't yeah. call it that exactly but that's that's what, what he's it looking is. for it's a great yeah. point yeah i totally i like that so much that and it's it's i don't think it's surprising that it's been so influ like just that saying i think therefore i mm. am has been so influential in the both in the history of philosophy, but then just in the, I mean, if you had to say to people, what's one line from philosophy that, you know, if you ask the oh, person yeah. on the street, I think this yeah, would yeah, be yeah. the thing they would say, right? Like, I think yeah. that that, but, and I don't think it's right, you know, whether it could be wrong or right, but I don't think it's, I think there's something right about that, that it is yeah. in a certain way, as you're getting at this zero point of subjectivity. And so it's this, it's in a, you know, in a way, and I think this is what I was trying to get at earlier. It's the basis mm this is connects this starting part two to this, to what he says in part four, which is where he makes the famous statement. Uh, I think it's the, it's equality, right? Like it's mm -hmm. because this thing is the zero point is held in common. Everyone is equal. And he even says, he goes out of his way to even say, look, it, it applies to people no matter what their mental intellectual uh, level is right. Like he doesn't, mm -hmm. he, he had absolutely no discrimination in terms of equality about, about, uh, like, because I'm a philosopher, I'm up here and everyone else is down. He just doesn't. Right. I, I, I mean, I think that comes through in so many ways, but I, he just doesn't think that he just, and he even says the opposite. He's like, I, I was hanging around with common people and I found that actually they had more insight into a lot of things than yes. me. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a stunning kind of, it's very Sartre. I mean, Sartre would say something like that too, I think. It's mm -hmm. a very, but it's a very, I think it's a, a egalitarian sentiment. He doesn't have this like, oh, I'm above and everyone else or non-philosophers are below. It's more the reverse even. Yeah. And, and I think, so th this, um, this we know now, he could not have possibly known this, but like we do know now that there are some people who don't have running dialogue in their head. Like that, there, there, there's some people who don't have their own 
voice in their head. That's a, right. that's a thing. Right. And I like, uh, I, I, I do, I do have that uh, capacity, but as I've said a number of times on this podcast, like related to, uh, the traumatic brain injury that I suffered many years ago, but you never stop having a traumatic brain injury. I have to talk to make, I, I have to talk to make the thinking work like that. Like it has to happen. So I've got my notes. I got my prep. We've had our conversation before and we're doing this thing. And it is in the process of like, of, of working this out as a, as a physical exercise that I'm able to push these things forward. I think like, what he allows, I'm just bringing this up because I think what he is, is getting at what he allows in this, in this method is, is really this point that you're getting at is, is really that, that it is accessible to anybody. And that is, that is, that is why he writes this in French. And that is why it is not in Latin and why is why it is not for the intellectual community first that it it is very much, he is very, you know, one can have, uh, quarrels with some of the things he says here. And of course, like, you know, it's written in the 1600. So he's certainly not going to be as modern as maybe we would want him to be on certain things, but like the, the, it's not just gesture. Like the, the, the whole, the reason for this to exist is to make it accessible for everybody. And, right. and just like, like that alone. And then to, to tease it out. And I, I even, I even think that this is a, I wish I had said this earlier because I, I, I don't want to throw us off track. I think this was a huge influence on Edgar Allan Poe because the first thing that he says is about a consideration for reading this in one sitting. And, uh, which is what Poe writes in the text. Oh, I love yes. so much philosophy yeah. of composition. And then yeah. well, you know what else he does in this Todd is he, is he just runs through how he came to think the way that he does, which is exactly what Poe does in that text yeah. is how, how he wrote right. the Raven. He just go, right. goes through the whole thing. It's it, 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 it if we're, we're talking in TV narrative terms, it's beat by beat the same thing as this. Yeah. Um, that's really good. You know, it's interesting too, how influential this text is on science fiction because, mm, you mm. know, so it's, it's, it's the epigram for one of our both favorite films, 13th floor. Yeah. And, and it's it's quoted in Blade Runner by yes. What's her? It's the Daryl Hannah character. I forget what her name is in the film. Oh yeah, uh, right, Prim, right. Prim, yeah. something like that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, but she she's in a fight with Sebastian with the the the, the guy who made them, and mm-hmm. she goes, "I think Sebastian, therefore I am." So <laughs> yes, there right, is right, this, right. There is this, I think, really uh, not surprising influence on science fiction because. Science fiction is wrestling with the question of what constitutes a subject, too, and then mm-hmm. they they come back to this. The science fiction uh, narratives come back to the zero point that you were discussing, yes. right? Like I think yes. that that's what they're they're taken with. I just want to mention something. So the uh, pr- the current pris, translation, by the way, j- just to just to underline pris or pris pris okay, yeah, yeah. pris 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 yes pris. not prim. And also, uh, and also, just to just to underline, I was totally right about that Latin thing. It is underthrow. That would be the. Uh, J- phenomenal uh, it'd be yeah it'd be sub i trusted sub, you jacare, you did not have to check yourself for all me. right okay well i just wanted to <laughs> i thought underthrow was interesting to bring yeah up. that's good okay so so couple things about this yeah. famous statement i think therefore i am mm-hmm. uh it's often referred to as cogito ergo sum in latin in the latin that's a great point which is so about that funny <laughs> because <laughs> it was originally rent, written in yeah. french as je pense donc je suis so if you go look up the French original of discourse on the method, that's what it says. It says, je pense donc je suis. So it's weird to me. Like, I understand you want to quote the original language. Okay. Sure. Sometimes it's a little pretentious, but I, that's fine. <laughs> I, I get it. I mean, I sometimes do it. I, so it's a self accusation, uh, mm-hmm. but you're not. So it's weird. And I have, I've had so many friends, colleagues who, who just talking about subjectivity will say the cogito, the cogito, yes. the cogito. Yes. And I'm like, okay, it's easier to say than the je suis. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's weird, right? It's weird because that's not, that he, that's a translation of Descartes' original formulation. And then when he says this thing in the meditations, it's not the same. It's, mm. He says, uh, je suis, j'existe, right? Mm. I, I, I am, I exist. And so this comes back to my other, so, so that's weird. I don't know why that 
I, I, I'm really, I, I, other than Scott, when scholars were taking it up originally, mm-hmm. they were citing the Latin translation. Uh-huh. I assume that's why that's what's become like been passed down because the way so then that became the tradition so it's like so that, the, the, the the scholars the 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 uh the latin the latin scholars won they won just by, right i think that's right i think right, that's funny right right yeah right. i i that is my suspicion but i do not mm-hmm. i haven't researched that i don't even know if you could research it maybe you can mm. uh but okay so there's that so that and i think that that's too bad because well, because uh, it, it it undercuts the whole thing. This whole thing we're talking point. about about making it accessible. Right. Right. It, like it, it actually it actually makes inaccessible the accessible thing that he's trying to do. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So there's that. Uh, and so in French, uh, now so French does not have like English does a prog- present progressive tense, mm-hmm. right? Or, or what do we call continual continuing present? So you can't mm-hmm. say. To say I am thinking in French, you just say I. Th- the difference between I am thinking and I think is nothing. Mm-hmm. Like there's okay. no di- so you, there's no way to distinguish in French. It's just okay. je pense. You could say there's one other way to say it. You can say je suis en train de penser. So it's very. But that, I mean, people do say that, but that mm-hmm. would be the progressive. But Descartes would never make that long thing. So I don't think there's a warrant for saying in the English current English translation, I am thinking. I think it just has to be. I think. And then, the, therefore, I exist. Sorry, French has a verb for to exist. It's exister. It's, it's like a nor. That's the same verb, and it's in the French. It's donc je suis, and être is the je suis is the first person singular of of être. That that's a that's the verb to be, not to mm-hmm. exist. So it's weird. This translation, which I I have some other quarrels with this translation, although I, I hate attacking a translation because it's such a thankless, yeah. horrible job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway. No, but so I just, just to, to catch, to catch the listeners up, I'm going to read the thing in, in, uh, yeah, in, run in you translation. Read it in, yeah, what yeah. it, what it, and, and do we have the, can you tell me this, when this copy, the one you and I are working from, when this came out, who published it? Who yeah, I think translated? it's like uh late 20th century. So it's like nineties maybe or something okay. like that. Yeah. Okay. And so this is, what is this called? Philosophical writings or, or is that yeah, it's Yeah. So the, it's the three volume. It's this guy, John Cottingham and a couple other guys. They, they collected all of Descartes' philosophical writings as eighties. Um, okay. And, and into three volumes. And the, so it's the, the two, vol, first two volumes are the writings and the third volume is all letters that he wrote. So. Got it. Okay. Uh, an okay. objection. Yeah. Yeah. Just all letters, I think actually. Interesting. Okay. That's fascinating. Oh, right. Okay. Right. This is volume one. I see this note. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. here's the, here's a line. This is in this, uh, it's on uh, page 127 of this. If somebody happens to have it. It's in section uh, four, I think, right? That is correct. Part four. Yeah. 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 Uh, but immediately I noticed that while I was trying thus to think everything false, it was necessary that I, who was thinking this was something and observing that this truth I am thinking, therefore I exist, was so firm and sure that all the most extravagant suppositions of the skeptics were incapable of shaking it. I decided that I could accept it without scruple as the first principle of the philosophy I was seeking, what we've been calling the zero point of subjectivity. Uh, so that's how it, I am thinking, therefore I exist, is how it's translated here. And what Todd has nicely laid out is you, you just... You like you. It's not. Um, what would what, I mean? How do you want to phrase? There's it? no warrant not, for that. In no the text. warrant for it. I like and, that. And the yeah. other thing I would yeah. say, I don't know if you agree with me about this, but I just think some things have been translated for so long. Sorry, they're just they're that's decided. As a translator, <laughs> yeah, you don't get to change that. Like yeah. like like the, the the all the current translators of Hegel, the Hegel's mm. phenomenology. There's three that just came out. Every one of them, I think, maybe. Maybe I'm, maybe there's one that keeps it, but they all change tearing with the negative to like yeah. lingering with the negative or yeah. hanging out with. I don't know what that's not what they say, but <laughs> but it's just like I mean, come on, getting a beer. It's just, with that's decided. Negative. It's decided. Yeah. Sorry. It, well, it's because so so what philosoph like what theoretically or philosophically is the is the problem is that like what you're doing is you're like you're actually alienating the line from a history of. Uh, of discourse and writing and thinking on it. And it's, it's in this, I I think this would probably be our take it, right. Is that like in the getting, in the getting more literal and I am 
well aware of the pun here, in getting more literal uh, and getting closer to the letter, you're losing the spirit. And that's, I, I think, the this, I don't know, I think the the, the sin, just talk about the previous episode, the sin that that, that uh, you sort of uh, abhor in, in translation is like when you make something literal to the point that it is less accessible when you you know when you do a cohito ergo sum that would be another yeah. another way that's of another doing one this. right that's right, another right. way of doing this then you know it, it you're taking it you're putting it in the hands of you're putting it in the hands of of i think that's that's the that's the gesture if i had to get to the bottom of it that that i think that you don't like about it is that like it's sort of putting the line in the hands of scholars instead of putting it in the hands of people or anyone who's people, been thinking right, about it. It's right, like, now we got to change everything. Uh, well, yeah. I, I even, I th- have we said this before, but I think I would even say that about Proust, even though I was going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I think that, that that, so remembrance of things past is, is not the, it's not a literal translation of the title. Right. It's yeah. a la recherche du temps perdu. So it's, it's in the search of time past. Right. So yeah. it's not a remembrance of things. So, but I kind of feel like, sorry, that's just, and I think what you said is really good. Like there's a certain spirit in which it's been received and you're just saying, well, no, I, I just don't care about that. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, I in search don't... of, in search of lost time makes uh, t- to me in, 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 in English, I mean, in the translated language, I mean, it, I accept that it's more accurate, but I, I think it is, is kind of clumsy and it doesn't have yeah. the remembrance of things past. So I mean I know that's a, that's why you, that's why you don't want to I mean we do we do it because it, it's a it's a topic of conversation and to tease out like what are the theoretical differences so it's it's not like a, having to go with the the translator uh, at all and like you understand why it's done but there yeah. it's also important to be like you know what is and again I'm not well this this is a point I didn't mean to make what's lost when you move from remember, remembrance of things past to in search of lost time yeah yeah, uh, yeah I think yeah. that's right I think it's really good I think it's really good to to insist on that and I think that. Yeah, this this line, I th- I think it's a, what's interesting is even uh, even the turn to I think that it I don't I I don't think it obviously I don't think it has to be quoted in French but I think to say I think therefore I am to quote it in your own language if your language is English or instead of the Latin I think there's something to that because I think that's mm. that's in a way keeping both to the spirit of the way it's been passed down, but also to the spirit of Descartes, what Descartes was trying to do, right? Like not mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Like t- today, English is the language and the way it's all deformed by everybody. I think this is especially true. It's just the language of the people. Like like people, I, what I like about, about it's the, the lingua franca is that it ceases to be in the control of the people in the... Yes. Yeah, that 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 like England certainly doesn't control it. America right. doesn't control it. Like it's out of their control. So I think that that I kind of like that, and I think that's why to say it. But whatever the vernacular language you use, I just think using the Latin is is in a way like being complicit with that betrayal of Descartes that happened right when the after mm-hmm. the text was received. Yeah. Well. So. Let's talk about this because I think this this would probably maybe the other point is that this is a total counterfactual, but I think therefore I am is is just like chef's kiss, right? Like it's just yeah, it's great, you know. And 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 that's of course I mean because we all know it, but I am thinking therefore I exist is like you hear that and you're like "Mm, too many syllables, which you wouldn't which you wouldn't have said if that was how it was written, but like that that's where in I just don't I don't think. I don't know. Maybe we're on, on lingering on this a little bit too much. We're we're lingering on the ner- negative too much on this, Todd. That yeah, uh, <laughs> that um, but it, I don't think I'm thinking. Therefore, I exist is uh, as you know apprehendable to to people and is in everyone's back pocket in the same way that I think. Therefore, I am is so totally that's I, totally I think that's agree. I think that's how yeah. it is. Um, so how let's just talk about this. How is this so just this part? And then there's obviously other things to talk about. Um, and we're focusing on, we're focusing on this for the purposes of the podcast because most of this, uh, discourse on method, I mean, it's, it's well worth reading as we've been saying, like it's very modern, but it is like, you know, he's giving you the play by play on how he came up with this construction right. and, and right. how to justify it. So, it, the, which isn't to say that the rest of the text is not worth getting into. No, but, but this just, is the, you're right. This is the main, this is the, this is yeah. the main show, right? Like yes. this idea. Right. Right. For sure. Absolutely. So how is it received? Let's, uh, let's get into that a little bit. 
Yeah, How it's it, interesting. Yeah, at the time? I think he so he he became I think it's pretty well received. Like he he mm-hmm. became the most famous thinker in Europe and and everyone the so the great thinkers of the later uh 17th century took their bearings based on Descartes. So Pascal famous was critical but he was responding to Descartes. Spinoza wrote a commentary on Descartes and then on Descartes' principles of philosophy and then became wrote a critique and or some critique in the ethics but but he's just absolutely almost from the beginning like the I think don't you think there's a way in which he says I mean obviously he was the one to say it but he says what was was there at the at that historical moment that was ready mm. to be said. And yeah. so when he said it, I think people just glommed onto it because they're like, wow, yeah. that really articulates something that's, that's, that I, that seems right. You know? And this, I think that that's a very Hegelian point by you, because like, as we've said about the phenomenology, like Hegel's whole thing is like, look, this isn't, this isn't my phenomenology. This isn't like he, I, 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 I even think he would um probably, not like that we say Hegelian dialectic because I think what he's doing in the text is like, look, this is how it is. I just happen to be the person who's thinking about this right now, but this is, this is how it is. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, so there, like the, the, like the insight of the moment, like I do think it's, maybe it's a romantic way of thinking about philosophy, but I I do think it's true. Like that they're like, like, you know, uh, uh, Nietzsche had to be the person to say God is dead. Right. Like, like, you know, like there are just some, they're just like, there's some, some insights of the moment that are, that are there and you're the person who, who said it. And I think what the, the mistake is, is it's, it's so available is to, to, to make it about the person instead of about the idea. Yeah. 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 Totally true. And I think that, that, uh, I mean, Descartes wants to, I think he's trying to do everything he can to, to, dissuade people from that, right? Like the, yeah. I think the writing yeah. in the vernacular, the emphasis on universal equality, the mm-hmm. minimization of himself. Like he even says like, I look, I'm not writing. He, he just says, I'm yeah. not writing this to become famous, right? Like I know yeah, I just would yeah. rather be left alone. And I think that's, I don't think he's just lying. I think that that's, mm-hmm. I think that that's true. So I think that you're right, that he's, he just happens to be the vehicle for a certain idea. And obviously maybe no one would have said it if he didn't come along, but I think mm-hmm. there was something about it being in the air and, and he's able to, he's able to articulate it in a way that, that, uh, I mean, the only, one thing I think is sometimes you're like, thank God he was the one to articulate it because he did it in this egalitarian. You could imagine it being maybe, I mean, maybe I, I was going to say that, and then I was like, that's probably wrong. Like you could imagine a sort of non-egalitarian, but maybe you couldn't. Maybe, maybe you couldn't. couldn't. Well, uh, I mean, I, what would be the way to do it is that like the, uh, like you, well, I think this would be the non-egalitarian way of, of it is that like it is only, like you would say only the people who know how to think truly exist. Right. Right, no, right, they, right, well, yeah. right. I think you would say if you if you don't come to this position of radical doubt on your own, then you're living an inauthentic life. Yeah, or something, right. I think yeah, that's what you would right, say. Right. I think that's that would be the, the that would be the evil take, <laughs> like evil I mean, Descartes. Right, yeah. right. No, yeah. it's would be the evil Descartes. And then I think you know, just there's so the, the 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 influence of not just that statement, but other things in this. I just want to quickly touch on so he one of the tests that he uses for how you know something is true he says the things that we conceive very clearly and very distinctly are all true right so that Mm -hmm. that notion of clear and distinct ideas is so important for him and and so that's another thing that's incredibly influential and then i I just want to read you something from this is from uh this is from deleuze Okay. from difference and repetition. So sure. he says, this is what he says. He says, the nature of the idea is to be distinct and obscure. So, so do you see what Deleuze is doing? Like he doesn't like <laughs> this Cartesian clear yeah. and distinct. So he says, yeah. it's, obs- it's distinct. Yes. Okay. But it's obscure. <laughs> so yeah. I thought Interesting. to me, that's the, that was a, Real falling well, off. Well, it's part of the list. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, it is interesting. Well, th- I think that 
you know, I mean, Rick Boothby says this about Freud, right? Like that, um, it, why misunderstandings have proliferated is because he's easy to understand. And so you yeah, could yeah, see, yeah. you know, so you could see like, uh, you know, oh, we've ta- we've mentioned this before, like, you know, Deleuze who, who didn't, who did not like, I mean, this is historical, right? This isn't, this isn't, uh, I don't know. It's in the criticism. It's just a statement of fact. He didn't like to be called out on things or, or, or pushed and like would in, like and would what was this in interviews like would kind of like jump the position like I think he 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 didn't he didn't want to be so accessible at, uh, for that, sure that right. someone could misunderstand and I think and yeah, I'm yeah, I don't that I don't think that's that's, un- I, yeah, I that's, think that's understandable that's not controversial right. no no not a controversial statement like I think you can get that like because when. I, I don't know. Like I, I, I think, I don't know. You don't, you and I think this is one of the great things about Mari is that like, you know, you, like sub, being vulnerable enough, like sub, like submitting yourself to be like as understood as possible, like to right. be as understandable right. as possible. Like you are allowing misunderstandings to happen. And so like it, it is, and I, I don't mean this in a, in a, there's no no judgment on this. Like you could totally get like why why Deleuze or someone would say that is like yes, it should be a little bit obscure because then that sort of um, uh, it self selects the people who will try to get it, and so then it it doesn't it's it doesn't run rampant or or, or twist what you're saying. Like right. so you can see the appeal to it, but like that is then so if you can understand the like the appeal of that, and then you read the Descartes text, he is very much open to being misunderstood but even he i mean that's i would say part, part, probably part and part of the why uh, reason why he he didn't have his name attached to this when it came out like he was waiting for the reception at first yeah be- because he was trying to be so understood and that does open you up to being understood wrongly uh, that's right that's right and i think the clarity thing it's interesting because it's we know it's true because it's clear and and yeah. and, and let's 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 not just pick on someone we're not aligned with. So, but I think it's cause what you said about Deleuze is true of Lacan too, right? Like, yeah, exactly. It, it's, exactly. It's very much true of him. Like yeah. he, he, and, and I think he is trying to be, abs- he, I think he, th- I think it works in both directions, right? Like it's both what you grasp, like Deleuze's point is it's not just what you, you speak in an obscure way. It's that mm-hmm. the ideas that you grasp are, if they're distinct, they're obscure and yeah. I, not yeah. clear. And I think for Descartes, it's just the opposite on both yeah, things, yes. both what you receive and the way that you write. And I think for Lacan, I think he's on Dele- in Deleuze's camp on that. Like yeah, I think totally. wrongly in my mind, yeah, like yeah, I think he, yeah. I think that there is this incredible value to clarity and just for the reason you said, and I think Mari Rudy is a great example of that because it's really easy to attack her because everything is just laid out. Mm-hmm. It's not, there's no, there's no ambiguity of any phrase, right? And I think yeah. that there's a kind of protective self-protection in mm-hmm. in the in the in the obscurity of yeah. of of the Lacan's position or Deleuze's position, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean I mean that's especially true, you know, I mean we're inevitably going to talk about Kant of Exad when we do the Kant episodes and it's it's more tr- more true I would say in the writing than in the oh. In the lectures, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. like that's, that's where the, this, I think a, a, a sort of a self-preservation of, uh, of, of, of writing in a, in a way that is, that is, uh, very difficult. Well, I think I just want to mention a couple other things and the more, cause we've been pretty, uh, unapologetically praising Descartes. So I want to mention a couple. So I was, I was driving in a car, I don't know, last spring and, and I said, I was with a friend of mine and I said, they were driving. So I had to watch what I was saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> and I was saying something in praise of Descartes, his egalitarianism. And they said, uh, I think that Descartes has a white man's disease because of mm-hmm. what he th- thinks about. That is, he doesn't think about the other at all. I don't think that's right. But their point was what he says about animals and how he thought about animals is so reprehensible that they couldn't get they couldn't even come around to my position about human egalitarianism, right? So he mm. he famously mm-hmm. said, he doesn't say that here. I'll 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 say what he says. So Siri says, uh, 
He says that the animal is just like a clock consisting only of wheels and springs, and it can count the hours and measure time more accurately than we can with all our wisdom. So that's why animals are are better than us at, at some particular skill, like hunting or climbing a tree or whatever. <laughs> uh, but he still thinks they're just there's no real difference between the animal and the machine, the clock. And he said when you hear an animal crying, it's just like the gears of a machine that are that are malfunctioning and that <laughs> yeah that didn't win him a lot of points in fact no he's yeah. probably enemy number one of of the animal rights animal studies or of yeah, animal, animal studies rights. movement yeah. right and and and, yeah. and and interesting that the figure who's very anti-cartesian who's the champion of that is peter singer who mm-hmm. when it comes to human subjectivity is not always so egalitarian right so right, there's an right, interesting right. kind of Tension. I, I I don't think that you can't be both, obviously. And I think mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think if Descartes lived today, I think you know you said there's certain historical. I think this thing about animals is just a historical. Yeah. Thing. I the, I just don't think that that's. Yeah. It's not. I, I it's yeah. it's so it's it's like that is the thing where you're like not modern anymore. Like it's it's yeah. not yeah. like like yeah. it, you. Yeah. I mean, no one and, thinks and that today. No yeah. one thinks that, and it's not just yeah. because like. Uh, it's not just because like pet culture is like out of control or whatever. Like, that's just like, that's not it. Like it's, um, I do, I don't know. Like I would, I would, it'd be, it would be interesting. I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to do this research, but I would read someone's if they had like, what was the state of domesticating animals? Like, like in and around where he would have been, like what that was like, like, you know, like, because I think that, um, I, he's, it seems to me, I don't know, maybe, maybe you, you've got a different read on this. Like it does feel like he is, um, exclusively talking about, like he's talking about wild animals or like yeah, the yeah, wildness I think that's right. of, I think it's of right. the yeah. animal. Yeah. And I yeah. think yeah. whereas like for me, I think this is where I maybe have some truck in the animal studies camp is that like, I, but I, you know, coming from our angle on this is that like, I think there is something to, uh, submitting animals like as pets to the signifier that, changes yeah yeah for sure in a, for in sure a that's way why that is, people yeah that's why people are upset about their pets think something happened to them that they would and they can still sit down and have a hamburger right like yeah I mean, that right, should be right. contradictory it should you should if you care about all animals you shouldn't be able to have mm-hmm. but there are plenty of people that do i mean yeah. it's not just you don't have to be vegan to to care about animals so i think that that mm-hmm. i think you're right like there's a, the like the submission to the signifier radically changes the status of the animal. But, but that's true of, I mean, I think there's also the, I mean, obviously most thinking people have a problem with massed farm, you know, mass industrialized animal production. So, and I think Descartes, I mean, he was a pretty like compassionate thinking guy. So I, I just can't, I mean, obviously didn't have an experience of that. Um, yeah, right. So you, you can't, you can't extrapolate like, from, yeah, and he didn't have any pets. You know? So that's another yeah. thing. So there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. But that's interesting. I mean, it it is like, um, I mean, there is, so that, that's sort of interesting. Like you could kind of see the, um, for him, there has to be some sort of, it, it seems to me this, he needs an implicit limit on the subject. And yeah, that, that's, that's true. So, so yeah. I wonder, that's a good question. So I wonder what he would say, uh, to about Deckard or Roy Batty, right? Like, oh, yes. is Roy Batty yeah. for yeah. Descartes a subject? I think he would have to bite the bullet because I think his big thing with animals is that they can't speak, right? He, sure. he goes into that. He go, he's yeah. like, and this is why Jeremy Bentham very famously, I don't know, 200 years later said, it's not the question of can you talk or not? It's a question of can you suffer, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the, mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. line that we should judge people and all beings by. And his answer, of course, was animals can suffer. So we should treat them in a more egalitarian. I don't know if, I don't think it was a total egalitarian, but, um, (laughs) sure. I mean, no one could be right. You couldn't be, cause you couldn't even, you, you, you're certainly killing insects when you just walk around. So yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, And I just don't think that's a sustainable, like utter flat horizontal position. Right. Is that, I don't, isn't that right? Like you couldn't, well, yeah, it's I mean, not like, sustainable. You, I think you're, I mean, like, what are you, so the, I'm trying to think the, the issue would, the issue that you would, I think maybe have to come back to is that the problem is that you, 
I think you'd have to, the way to sustain it as a position, Todd, would be that like the problem is that our position on the planet is such that one cannot be so aware and careful about every step they take every part of the day that that is itself shows how we, um, our, how our intervention into like nature is unsustainable. I think that's the way that you would do it. Yeah, so oh, to, I get the unsustainable part. Yeah, I get the unsustainable yeah, part. Yeah, and I agree with yeah. it, but I think uh, I'm just thinking about ethics. No, I know, right? I know like, you're. No, I and I agree. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Because I just don't think it. Because and and I understand what you're saying. Like you could, you could say like that very inability to imagine acting that way is a sign of the problem. Yeah, yeah. Right, but exactly. the problem with that is that no other we haven't. There's no evidence of any other animal that does that. So it'd be the ultimate yeah. trying not to kill anything by walking around even yeah. would be the ultimate kind of like, uh, uh anthropocentrism, right? Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, yeah, well, it's, it's a, it's also like you're more this, I, I, yeah, yeah, no, it's kind of interesting because you'd be more anthropocentric by actually removing yourself from the world. Right. And so I, I mean, like, there you, is a, yeah, yeah. 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 I think there's a very good argument that's this is Slavoj's argument. I mean, no, it's not actually, but but that that it that, should be that veganism, right? That veganism. He, you remember, he he famously said, like, I he. Some people said they're you're you're vegans. He said you're barbarians, right? You're you're and 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 what what's interesting because he thought you're lowering everyone, all beings. This, but. But what he should say is, no, actually, I'm the one by eating meat that keeps us all on the same level. It's yeah, you, yeah. like you're, you're like altering your diet to, to avoid eating other, other animals, and that just shows you're elevating yourself above. I mean, that's what he should say. I think. He should say that. Yeah. yeah. He should say that to yeah. you, shouldn't he? He should say that to me. That would be interesting. Yeah. Although he wouldn't want to say that. No, I wouldn't want to say it. He likes that. He believes. Uh, the subject is elevated above yeah. all other kinds of animality. And I think, oh, but, but he does bite the bullet. So it comes back to this Blade Runner question. I think he, sure. he for him, Roy, he has a whole chapter, I think it's opening chapter of tearing with the negative is about the subjectivity of Roy Batty or Deckard. Mm-hmm. I think he, he thinks Deckard is a replicant yeah, uh, yeah. In, in Blade Runner. So yeah, I think that that's, I think, the, but the question is, would, what would Descartes say? I mean, that's what, what you were Descartes getting say? at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so and we have, so which requires a lot of a speculation on our part. So yeah. um, we have that. So clearly, clearly they think, but they are also actually made more like a clock than even a, a, an animal is. So right. you, so you you have to so you have to marry those two. That's halves. a tough one, Ryan. You're right. That's a real You're tough right. one. Um, yeah. I think you know there's a there's <laughs> there's a um there's a, a interesting video game that try, like intercedes on this question it, it uh called Lies of P and it's about uh Pinocchio it's like a dark Pinocchio kind of thing and he you start as a puppet and um the first thing to that you do I mean you're you're awoken in this town that's been overrun by uh, like crazy puppets. So it's a little blade runner, right? Like the, yeah. like the puppets changed the world. They, they did all this automated stuff, but then they, you know, they, they went bad. And so you wake up as Pinocchio and you have to like, you have to change things and, and, uh, and, and alter the way like the, the world works. And the, one of the, the first rule, it's sort of like the, um, three laws of robotics. The first law of a, of a puppet is a puppet cannot lie. And a puppet, you know, cannot harm a human and a puppet can't refuse an order from a human. And so the, like, basically the first thing that you do, your Are entrance, they getting that from Asimov or did he get it from? No, I think it's Friday. It's definitely from Asimov. I don't, yeah, I don't, okay. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't think this was, it was like that in the, uh, in, in the folktale. But the first thing that you do basically to become like a, like a subject in the game is you do lie. And then there, there are different paths through the game. And the more that, that you lie, the more you become human. And I think it's kind of a nice That's take. Great. It's, it's a very, Phenomenal. it's excellent. It's a, and it's, I think it's a very Lacanian one because he says, I like, I, I love this, that the difference between humans and animals is that, I don't know where you probably remember that humans are, are the only animal who can lie by telling the truth. Yep. Seminar two. And seminar two. Excellent. Yep. And I, I've always really liked that because of course That's animals great. can Animals can trick other animals, you yeah. know, like, you know, coyotes can like, it's, this is grim and awful, but coyotes like l- lure dogs out 
to kill them by being like really like excited, like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. Let's go out to the you know, like it's a, it's a, a horrible, horrible thing that is. But they're 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 lying. Right. Like That's a trick. They're right. not lying right. by by telling the truth. And I think that that is uh, genuinely like a human thing. And that is something that you do in the in in the in that game, you can lie by telling the truth at different parts. But so yeah, okay. I like that. I mean, it's like the, like the Freud joke, right? Why are you telling me that you're going yeah. to war, war song? Well, so yeah, that when, I'll think you're going to crack out when really you're going to war. Going to war. Right? Like, yeah. 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 Right? Like no, it's a good, the, so can, so this would be the thing. And so this is, would, would Descartes accept that? And what, what can we say about, um, the replicants and Blade Runner? Can they lie by telling the truth? Uh, I think they can, but I think Descartes would not accept that. And I think yeah. this is yeah. the this is more than anything to me, the limitation of his philosophy, and it's tied to his proof for the existence of God. Right. Right. So he thinks that we, because I can, because I am so, I know that I'm a lacking being. This is basically yeah. his proof, right? But I have the image in my mind of a perfect being, which mm-hmm. I. I, it's only because I have that image that I know that I'm a lacking being, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know that I was lacking if I didn't have this image of completion or perfection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how he says, I couldn't have got this idea in my mind if there wasn't really a God to give me. It's a nice, to give me this idea. It's a nice proof, I think. Uh, but I think it falls precisely because he won't accept the priority of the lie, which yeah. is what Lacan, yeah. that's what Lacan Okay, we were attacking. This is, I think, Lacan at his best, right? The priority. Yeah. Although I think there's been some question about that animal-human distinction, and the and the animals can't uh, lie by telling the truth. I don't know, but I've just I, I read a lot of. I was I didn't write it. Ended up not writing it, but I was going to write this thing on uh, animality and and subjectivity, and mm-hmm. and I think there was people that called that into question, but there was it was debated. So I don't know. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, so mm-hmm. but but the point is, I think Descartes. You, he can't accept the priority of the fiction, nor can, and it's linked to this. Nor can he accept the priority of the lack to the plenitude or the fullness, right, mm-hmm. or the perfection. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's maybe the great psychoanalytic invention, right? That first there is the lacking subject, then yes. there is the idea of plenitude or fullness or perfection, right? And I think yeah. that that then you don't then you lose the proof for the existence of God, I think. Yeah. So Todd, can I just, can I put it in, in the language of this do episode? It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what I'm going to say. Well, maybe you do. Uh, where Descartes was looking for the zero point of subjectivity, what psychoanalysis does is the minus one. Very good. All right. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So we start at minus one. We don't start at zero. That is the, isn't the problem that convention. he put Descartes before the horse. I think, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> I was, I had this joke, like why didn't Descartes get taken off by the inquisition? Sure. Like, like Galileo. And I said, that was the punchline because they kept putting Descartes before the horse. And uh, I had it in a book actually. And our, our good friend, Danny Cho was like, yeah, this is, you gotta, you can't, you gotta get that out of there. You can't, you can't put that joke in. So I took it out. But I liked it. I thought it was pretty that's good. Right. Oh, and actually, man. Hillary, when I told her what we were doing for the episode, she came with some version of that joke. Too. She really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it is sort of it is sort of true. We because like I'm not going to repeat it, but because I mean, we're doing this because we're doing this because we really want to talk about Kant, right? So we are. Right. That's yeah, true. We, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, but yeah, I think that I think the I think that's right. The minus one, like he can't see how something can be subtracted before there's a zero point. Right. And I think that's the, that's where we get the, and maybe that's where he goes wrong. I mean, we'd have to tease it out at more length than we should, than we're going to, but maybe that's where he goes wrong with the animal discussion too. Right. Like that he Mm -hmm. can't, he can't, there's this, there's this thing that he's unable to think. And it's because, I think it's because he doesn't have a notion of unconscious really. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, that it's all, Everything is conscious. He doesn't. He he can't. I think even if even if no. he lived alongside Freud or or lived, you know, or or you could bring him back and 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 over a seminar teach him about it. Like it's it's certainly it's certainly not that he's not smart enough to get it. I think it just he he can't. Like his his system, his whole thing is based so much on 
the on consciousness, which now makes me realize so is Sartre's. I I, th- I wondered so, if you were going to say that. Yeah, I think yeah. that that is why Sartre can't accept. It's because he's too Cartesian. He yeah, can't accept. Yeah, I think that's right. The the unconscious either. I think. Yeah. So that's a real. I think that's a that's one area where you know he he even he constantly uses this term the pre-reflective cogito. Yes. Right? Like he. he did, yes. Yeah. He's absolutely invested in the in the thinking the the thinking subject and, and I, I do think that's priority. his his attempt to add the 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 minus one in the idea for sure I think right I, I think mean, that's that's absolutely what he what he's trying to do right there. so even though he doesn't uh, think the unconscious for Sartre the real well there's this fundamental negativity to subjectivity yeah and right of course and no God so I think he does that's why there's so much proximity between Sartre and Lacan I think because they mm. both are thinking subjectivity in the same way. Right. And that's right. That's and really one, one accepts and uh, teases out and explores the unconscious and the other one does not. Does rejects it. But I think rejects it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's this um, there's this French thinker, Clotilde Le Guil, and she has a book. Uh, it's I forget which is the order, but I think it's like Sartre avec Lacan or Lacan avec Sartre. Oh, okay. And yeah. and and it really is says that Lacan's basically like he's taking Sartre's conception of subjectivity and adding the unconscious to it. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's, I think that's right. I think that's, yeah. I, I mean, I think the real, the dead is in pretty severe, but I mean, he's also, the, the Lacan is also Cartesian. I mean, I think the, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't reject, like, because subject is so important. Like I think so much philosophy, I mean, we talked about how Descartes was influential, but also, you know, Spinoza is trying to think against subjectivity from the beginning. And then in yeah. the 20th century, like we mentioned Heidegger, but there's a whole movement against Descartes and against Deleuze for one, against subjectivity, right? So that, yeah. I think that's yeah. a, that's a real push of that, of that period, right? So I think that that's, uh, you know, not of that, you know, of the whole history mm-hmm. of philosophy after Descartes. Yeah, no, it's a, I mean, it's fascinating. And it is uh, some of them, some of those moments we will be exploring in That's this right. little mini-series here. We will. All right, what's the lesson, Ryan? Uh, have we ever done Blade Runner as a lesson? I don't it know, but like we're s- going to repeat it because... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's too It's too. Too good. Too good it's too not good. to do. I mean, it's exactly... I know we've done 13th Floor, so we're not going to do that, but I, I think it is, it is... Blade Runner is the Cartesian text uh, in cinema, I think, right? Wow. So that's, watch Blade Runner. I think that's right. I love it, Todd. Okay, over and out, Ryan. Over and out, Todd.